You are listening to episode 14 with Say Shell. Welcome to the Keep Standing Podcast with hosts Shane Perrin and Nathan Woods. Each week we bring you interviews of inspiring individuals embarking on crazy adventures on and off the water. We are stoked that you have joined us. Let's get started. Welcome to the Keep Standing Podcast, your adventure therapy on and off the water. I am your host, Nathan Woods, and with me today, we got Shane Parent. Shane, what's happening? Not much, you know. Everything's kind of slowed down for a little bit. We're getting ready for the holiday season. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, mustache grooming on my end. I'm getting the old mustache ready to roll. So other than that, we're getting into the cooler weather, paddling lessons, uh, and the, the food gains a little more momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we both, Shane and I have both been busy, which why we haven't been pumping out as many episodes, but it's also just a slower time. But today we have an interview with a gal who, who's doing some stuff that you, you yourself, Shane, are, are into, and that's a 24-hour paddle. Now, there's a little new, since our last show of you, before attempting a world record, um, a little mishap, not necessarily mishap, but unfortunate circumstances came about, which made you not able to go out, go about it. And so, what, what happened there? Yeah, plan everything to a T, but not everything's always going to cooperate. So, in this case, Mother Nature just decided it was going to dump a bunch of water down in Texas. All the flooding happened. Um, essentially, Town Bird, uh, Lady Bird Lake, or Town Lake, depending on what you want to call it. Uh, what it is, it's the Colorado River, but it's dammed uh, for a seven-mile portion. So what happened with all this flooding, they had to open the dams, other rivers, and it came to Colorado, the Colorado. So the lake became moving water. So it negates, you know, one, it negates the record because it's no longer a flat water record attempt. Uh, two, you know, it just, I'd be paddling against the current going up and then have a current coming back. So it just, you correct the whole concept um, and then it kind of kept on falling through a little bit uh, here and there and so it was just the, the best decision was to put on it um, you know and I had people that were down there that were on the lake every day taking a look at it and they were kind of you know literally putting GPS's on their boards uh, and standing still and then the GPS would read that they were moving because the current was taken so you got to kind of listen to mother nature sometimes and kind of go with what she tells you. And is it postponed, or, or will you just look back at it again next year? Yeah, so now season? the focus is on March. I've got a 1,200-mile race that circumnavigates Florida that I've committed to. So after I do that, I'll let my body heal for a month or two. Um, so probably around May, June, I'll go after the, the Flatwater 24-hour record again. And that record that you kind of have unofficially could be broken here in a, about a week and a half by... The lady we're interviewing today, who you actually did the interview with, Seychelle out of Florida. Yeah, yeah, Seychelle. So, um, and it's interesting because there's obviously a men's and a women's record. So even if she she bests the 101, uh, she just has a women's record. Um, so it's more so like the the pride record. She she will damage my male ego heavily and uh and have the overall record so and but I, she can I, never I, have a mustache quite like you so you yeah, got that pride part. 
I, I do have that, so I'm very proud of that. Um, but no, in, in, in the interview, you'll hear like my prediction for her is that she is going to beat the 101 miles. And, I, and I'm pretty, well, 100% positive after, positive after talking with her. She's got everything in a line. She's determined. She's ready to go. Uh, and I asked her, you know, her goals, and she was like, "Just, I just want to break a hundred. And I'm like, eh, you're going, you're going past a hundred. So, and that's as long as everything cooperates, everything goes according to plan. Uh, and I'll, I'll be very happy if she does, because then it sets a bigger, a bigger goal for next year. What was kind of your takeaway with her approach? And it, the interview was more so I things that I like to know about people and going into this stuff. Um, but her approach, she has her nutrition dialed in. She has her body dialed in. She has the, the, the correct frame of mind. She really has everything kind of, you know, it's funny because, like, I guess there's a little uncertainty because she's young and she's still new at it. But the thing that she doesn't realize is she already has everything she needs uh, just to kill this record. And she's going to as, as long as she realizes that because she's a 100% a solid athlete. So I know I know she, she's she's the right person for the job. Well, we won't waste any more time with that. We're going to send it back to, to you, actually, um, and, and Seychelle here right now on the Keep Standing podcast. So with that, let's get into the show. All right, welcome to the show. We have... Seychelle. I've been calling you Seashell, and now that is a very unique name. Uh, we're going to talk about kind of the origins of that. But before we get there, what's going on down there in sunny Florida? Well, um, I'm sitting outside right now, so I think for most people in the world, that's probably pretty unusual this time of year. It's about 75 degrees and breezy. Feels lovely. It's a little painful. I just went running, and it was, I think, 38 <laughs> degrees. and I lived in Florida for 11 years, so I know what that's like when you can walk out in winter uh, in the middle of like Christmas Day in your underwear. It's no place like it. So what part of Florida are you in? I'm in Key Largo, down in oh. the Florida Keys. I hate you even a little bit more now. <laughs> so no, um, the Keys are amazing. Um, I, I paddled through there a couple years ago, actually, um, through the Key Largo. Where did I stop? Uh, Tavernier, or Tavernier, however you say it. Tavernier, yeah, I think that's when Scott based from the Florida Keys met you. Yeah, yeah, I met up with him. Someone left me a very cool um, handmade paddleboard, like glass, um, stained glass, and I had no idea, and I found out it was him. It was pretty cool. So, so how do you know Scott? I've worked for Scott on and off for two years at Paddle the Florida Keys. So. Okay. So, well, let's before we get into you specifically in this 24-hour paddle that you're going to be doing, uh, which is not your first, so let's kind of talk about you yourself. What is your day-to-day? -day? What do you do for a living? Uh, what I guess? Well, I am a yoga instructor. At the moment, I still do teach um, four to six yoga classes a week, and that's... Like I said, at the moment, my only source of income because I've been focused so heavily on training and my this world record attempt um, and doing some racing and some traveling. I previously, up until the last several months, paddleboarding, we do rentals and tours and lessons and 
Um, gotcha. And then in yeah. Paddle Floor of the Keys, is that Scott? That's Scott, yeah. Okay. And he's actually the one who got me into this sport working for him. I was paddling just for fun. Mm-hmm. And I met him through meetup.com yeah. and the paddleboarding group. And he said, well, actually, I need a tour guide. Why don't you come work for me? And then, you know, a couple months later, and then they kind of, it was all downhill from there. I was hooked ever since on, uh, on stand-up paddleboarding. And uh, so I used to train with Scott almost every day before work, before we'd open the shop, and, um, and yeah. And the addiction grew. So I can, I can already see it lining up, because this happened to me years ago when I first started getting in the stand-up paddleboard, and you get the addiction, it comes in, and you follow those passions, and I can already see how you're being a yoga instructor and stand-up paddleboarding your own business maybe this may be your thing uh, who knows <laughs> well i do have my own business um teaching stand-up paddle yoga Ooh, okay and i've done some sub fitness classes as well so that i run through paddle the florida keys still at the moment but i am trying to uh grow my business and my clientele to eventually be able to travel and continue paddling um I've always had a bit or actually a lot of wanderlust. So for mm -hmm. me, that, uh, that calling again. So it would be nice to be able to continue paddling and teaching paddling and yoga, but start traveling some more again. Yeah, so and, and what's the name of your business? It's just Seychelles Sup. And spell that for people? S-E-Y-C-H-E-L-L-E-S-U-P. Okay. Excellent. And then with that, I, I've got to know the origins of the name. How how Seychelles? It's it's unusual. It's pretty cool. So the Seychelles are a group of islands in the Indian Ocean. I am a sailor, or was a sailor until I <laughs> found stand-up paddleboarding, um, and it's a place that's always been on our bucket list to visit. Hasn't happened yet. I know that will be your next question. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I was not conceived there. Everyone always <laughs> asks. Um, I actually, it's a name that my parents told me they almost gave me. Uh -huh. And when I found out when I was eight years old that they did not name me Seychelle, I got really angry and I tried to change my name since I was eight years old. And then, wow. Yeah. Something close to the heart. So yeah, so there's a future uh, trip or expedition or something kind of paddle out there. Yeah, it's happening soon. <laughs> I haven't planned it yet. I just need to. Well, it seems you got enough on your plate. You've got a 24-hour world record attempt coming up in just, what, two weeks, I think? Less than two weeks. Yeah. So it's December 5th? December 5th, yeah. Yeah. And how are you feeling so far about it? You know, I feel great, actually. I'm surprising myself because mm -hmm. uh, I, I tend to... That stresses me out, but I think my just my I've had so many great people helping me with this with my preparation that I I feel I couldn't be more prepared. So it's really comforting, and uh, I'm excited yeah. more than anything. Good people tend to flock around good people, so you must uh, be good company. 
And it's awesome. Uh, I know, and, you know, obviously firsthand, I know how stressful it is because there's so many things that can happen, you know, be good. Am I going to be injury free going into it? So you start, you know, wearing so much and sometimes that can take away from your training, but it sounds like everything is kind of on. Uh, now this is not your first go around. So you, you've tried this once already and it was just kind of a, eh, let me just paddle for 24 hours. So let's, let's tell me a little bit about that. How did that come about? Um, where'd you, what happened with that paddle? Like what made you decide, eh, I'm going to paddle 24 hours. Yeah, so this actually kind of goes back to Scott based at Paddle the Florida Keys. We I really wanted to paddle glee that's kind of a nightmare because of weather, because of the islands, because of support. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's not doable. Um but he said, Well, why don't we just paddle for twenty four hours? He's always wanted to do a twenty four hour nonstop paddle. So he said, Why don't we just do it? here at the shop, 24-hour paddle, um, and I'll do it with you. Cool. So I was like, cool. So we actually picked New Year's Eve last year and did it right from the shop in Tavernier. And um, my goal at that time was still standing for 24 hours. You know, that will be great. Yeah. I had no set number in my head at all. But um, actually, we were keeping track of laps, but I wasn't counting miles. Um, yeah. And turns out at the end, when they told me how many miles I paddled, you know, I really blew myself away. Mm. And that kind of sparked uh, something in me that, that has driven me to, to see how far I can actually go. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And what you were, it was 90 plus. That's not too shabby, considering the current woman's record with Robin Benincasa is, I believe, was it 96? I think I it's know. 90. Nine, you know, you're right. It is 90. It's 90, like 90.7 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, almost 91. So mine was, you know, obviously completely unofficial. We didn't do anything except for just, you know, paddle. And there was wind and there was current. We were going in a loop, so it wasn't um, downwind or down current by any means. It was both. But still, it'll be totally different this time Um that have to be followed so mm -hmm. yeah and it's things because those things it, it, they take away a little bit of your time um they're little there's little time wasters that can happen and i know firsthand because I, I did every single one of them I, I lost time every you know 10 minutes checking in and out cameras and stuff and i just i went for overkill so yeah there's a lot you can do but it seems between the conversations we've had you simplified it and you kind of have it down so kind of tell listeners the run-through of the location uh, and kind of the setup of the laps uh, as far as where you're going to be doing this. Six is at Nathan Benderson Park, and that's in Sarasota, Florida. And it's actually about four and a half, five hours from me here in the Keys. But we chose that location because it's a rowing venue that's been set up to be zero conditions. Um, no wind or tide, flat water. So it's the best case scenario in terms of, you know, weather unpredictability. Um, mm -hmm. So the loop we've set up is about five, a little more than five miles. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be great. I think uh, besides the fact that a lot of people down here who want to come and support me that won't be able to make the trip, uh, so it'll be a very intimate event 
uh, besides that, I think it's it's the ideal spot, and I'm very fortunate to be able to to do it there. Yeah, absolutely. And and in our show notes, we'll have all your info of the location. Um, well, I, I will we'll put it in there. Certainly do. Although I do like people to contact me if they're planning on coming. Okay. Just because of the park um, has some hours of operation, and we'll obviously be there all hours. Mm. So. Uh, sure. But it's a place where people can come and and paddle. The park is open sunrise to sunset for people to come and launch boards and boats and whatnot. It's a cool spot, even if you're not doing an event like this, to to check out if they have yeah. lanes set up for sprinting and Excellent. Yeah. yeah, we'll put all so if anyone's interested in coming cheering you on, uh, you guys can certainly check out our show notes. Sounds like the best possible scenario. Uh, again, I, I I I swear I don't do anything right ever, so I do all these open <laughs> long stretches um and both times I've done it, you know, my first attempt I had thunder, lightning, wind, rain uh through some hours of the night, which was fun, and then my second attempt, you know, it was a seven-mile stretch long lake that you get all kinds of winds, and so it never occurred to me, oh, we could find this perfect location. Um, so again, this is the the two train of, of thoughts. The guy can do this, so. <laughs> well, again, again, I've had good help. Yeah. I have some um, some friends that are really helping support me that are up in that area that it said. That's a spot. Check this spot out, you yeah. know. So, well, it's good now. I can I can watch your attempt and I can check it out and I can be like, okay, I'm going there. Yeah, next I year. wish you were coming. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I've had the worst year just after getting hit by a tree and not doing my Alaska trip, and then the the lake I was going to do it on in Texas, uh, I couldn't come down for this one. I just, I'm bummed. Um, and in the back of my mind, I was thinking too. I mean, it was it would have been cool to come paddle with you, but I think it would have taken away from your event a little bit. So a little bit was, I'm going to, you know, this is your event. I don't want to be that other guy that's there with you. Um, if I was there, it would be just hanging out supporting you and paddling with you. So I think you need to go after this and, and blow it out of the water. Uh, I know you'll you'll definitely beat my record. So mine is unofficial, just like yours, so it doesn't really matter anyway. But I want you to set it as high as possible. So uh, I got something to go after next year. <laughs> well, I appreciate <laughs> down after your um, November 7th date didn't work out uh there was a little bit of this is that a good idea or not but yeah. you know i always just try and look at things from the most positive viewpoint i'm like it's if he comes then that's perfect you know and we'll push each other and we'll help each other and uh then the fact that you're not coming uh obviously i'm still gonna push myself as hard as i can but i'm yeah. hoping that you don't then immediately break <laughs> The record that I'm trying to set. No, no, <laughs> I won't. I, I think I'll be doing you know, most of the year. Um, in the fall, I'll probably go back after it. Which actually, maybe next year, you and I should talk, and maybe we should do an event together next year. Um, go back after it again. So we'll see. But that none. We'll see, yeah. All that is here and there. The important thing is you got yours coming up, and I want to talk about the prep. So this is the part that not everyone understands how much goes into this. Um, the training, the nutrition, the logistics, all that kind of stuff. It's just hours and hours and hours. Um, specifically, I want to talk to you about your nutrition because everything physically and, and the way I eat, 
my body at 40 years old is, is it's like a 20 year old's body and I, I contributed a lot to the you know the, the plants I mean um, but you are on this path that you've been on for you know some some years 12 13 years um, not just vegetarian but you just told me earlier vegan so kind of tell me do you feel that plays into your general health and your training and how you're eating getting ready for this do you think that being that vegetarian gives you that leg up or is that just Something you always done? Attribute my diet to one of the things that gives me so much success in my athletic endeavors. So yes, I've been um, vegetarian fourteen years and vegan for twelve years. Wow! Uh, so you know, half my no over half. Or less than half my life, but uh, but for a really long time, and it's not something that I uh, plan on stopping anytime soon. So, in was for health and uh, in terms of nutrition, I don't necessarily think that it's a diet for everyone. I'm definitely very open-minded about diets. I believe that any diet that you do can be done properly, and any diet can be done very improperly. Mm -hmm. So I choose to be totally plant-based for a number of reasons, but uh, in terms of being an athlete, the body just much more efficiently than animal products. So mm -hmm. Yeah, and as I'm learning, and that's a, it, it is amazing the difference. Uh, and I actually have... And I get a lot of flack for it. I don't know if you, you've you been on the journey for so long, you're, you're probably used to it. Do you get a lot of flack from people like, oh, you're a vegetarian? Oh. Well, you know, I used to when I was a teenager, but I was also pretty hard-headed about it at that point. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely I've noticed the more I chill out about it. And this is pretty typical with most vegans. When you start out and mm -hmm. then you kind of chill out about it, and people kind of chill out about it. But I've noticed in terms of getting flack, um, people who don't know what my diet choices are, people ask me constantly all the time, what do you eat? Because they see, like in CrossFit, for example, <laughs> the way I perform, um, I'm kicking all these athletes' butts, and they like turn to me and they say, what do you eat? And I'm like, I'm a vegan. And so I don't know if you know anything about CrossFit, but that's yeah. kind of like this unheard of because kind of poo -pooed on, yeah. athletes that uh, you know uh, it's nice to be a leader in in the gym of that sorts in terms of nutrition where people look to you for what do you eat um, but I uh, so I don't get flack for it anymore because I think more so in the last year that I've been a more serious athlete and I work with a nutritionist and I've put on a lot more muscle than I've ever had before. I've been skinny and had muscle and I was strong but I didn't necessarily look it. I just looked fit and now I look slightly more muscular and so I don't get I don't get flack about my diet anymore, which is great. <laughs> yeah, you, you're, pre you're pretty beastly in a feminine way. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, not not being a weirdo or anything like that, but you know, obviously, I look at social media, um, and you're an extremely fit person, rocking abs, um, you know, real strong, big guns, 
and it, it it's and it, it's unheard of in you know for being vegan it's 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 plenty of protein from plants and that's the thing is you don't have to eat you know a ton of the and like you said the animal products take longer to break down yada yada um it's just a very different mentality um and you're living proof that it works so yeah. i think that's part of the the cool thing at least for me and you know i won't push that when you do your 24 hours but it'll yeah i probably will I'll be like look this girl's plant-based and she just set the world record broke the world oh, record. yeah you Push know it. and, it, and it's, it's it's a pretty cool thing because there's not a lot of people that are you know really pushing it to that level but it's becoming more and more uh present and more and more prevalent and you would say 100 you know very likely that plays a lot into your training do you feel you recover is your recovery is quicker do you feel like you got more pep in your step um through the plant-based diet well I think so, but I've been doing it for so long. Mm -hmm. It's not like I switched from something just recently to to know what would yeah. how not eating plant based would feel for me. Um, and I also think that there are other um, things that I do that help me mm -hmm. and very regular body work. And uh, you touched on this. A little while ago, there's so many things that go into it, and so it's all of the pieces put together mm -hmm. that are creating the the whole puzzle. You know? So, yeah. It, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. It's hard for me to isolate one thing or the other. That's my biggest um, ingredient for success because mm -hmm. I really think that it's the balance of of all of them. It is. It's a culmination really wrong true to me is doing the yoga the giving back to the body because i've noticed i mean it's when you do distant ultra distance stuff it's it's brutal on the body it's rough and you know crossfit it's rough on the body and people just think oh, i'll do a little stretch and i'll be fine but <laughs> I, per I personally found the yoga it works wonders and i know when i'm not on a good yoga regimen my body's not right it's just it doesn't really do what it's supposed to do it's you know like and doing that you're just doing the yoga a few times a week it's like it just the yoga is so it gives good. back, yeah. And obviously, there's different forms, you know. Long endurance sports, the mind is yeah. actually gonna play almost a larger part mm -hmm. than the body, and the yoga helps with that as well. The breathing and absolutely, you and you, you just went exactly where I was gonna go when you said that. I'm like, I, you just said what I was gonna say. That's <laughs> amazing, and it does because when you're out there and you're doing this, this. And, and I tell people this, you know, like, they, I'm sure you get the questions, like, when you're out there paddling this, this long period, like, what goes through your head? What what do you think? Um, and I have periods where I don't have any music or anything on, and I'm just observant of what I'm doing. I do have times where I have music or podcasts or, you know, church service stuff I got going on in my head. But, it, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of because you do have to change it up. Um, yeah. So let me ask you for yours, when you do, like, when you do your last 24 or when you're doing this 24, what is kind of your methodology do you go no music do you have kind of that meditative state uh, that flow state or do you you know have things going on like w what is kind of your go-to what do you use to go through it so I don't know exactly how I will do my um, for my longer paddles I try and start out without music and then when I start to get tired I add the music because it really does give me a push because um, Basically, it's something to think about that doesn't have anything to do with paddling or my body or how I'm feeling. You know, I am, uh, it's a meditation of, 
of sorts when you're out there paddling. But for me, I, I'm always thinking about something, whether I have music or, or not. I'm thinking about my breathing. So I'm thinking about my toes or, you know, I'm always picking something to, to think about. And whatever is giving me, quote unquote, pain is what I try and draw my attention away from. And so I just found when I put the music on and I think about the music, then everything else just kind of goes goes away. And that's really nice. Um, so I like pretty upbeat music, but I won't do it for the whole 24. I'll go on and off. And uh, just see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is you got to be in the moment. Everything changes as you go. Um, or like ultra endurance is, uh, it's usually like about two a.m. to five a.m. I, I have a hard time staying awake. Caffeine doesn't do it. It's just it's really tricky. Um, do you have a tough spot that you hit, or is it just at random cramps? You know, like body issues. Um, do you do you notice anything like that? Well. This will be uh, my second 24-hour paddle, and so I really only have experience. I've done some long overnight paddles, but nothing longer than this training cycle building up for this paddle. So when I did the 24-hour paddle last New Year's, I do remember, like you said, right between 2 and 5 a.m. being the absolute worst. I actually remember being between... 3 and 5 a.m. and uh, so bad so that I actually like at one point laid down my board and started to fall asleep mm -hmm. and I had to literally like smack myself on the face and pick myself up and keep paddling <laughs> you yeah. know it's like yeah. somebody else and you just kind of rest <laughs> and you're like I just I'll be I'll be and then yeah 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 yeah, it's uh for me I I set an alarm on my phone. Like I'll do that and I'll set a five like 3 to 5 minute alarm and it wakes me up and I oh I got to get up and go because if I don't I'm sitting there. Uh so it's pretty tricky. So you you're let me ask you. So you're talking about as far as training long paddles outside of the other 24 hour you never really do like, you know, extremely heavy long distance trainings. So this year what have what have been or what a Saturday, and you're going to do a long distance training run. What would that be as far as mileage or hours? Well, so I did a couple like 38 and 40 mile paddles back last spring because originally I was training to do this again in April mm -hmm. and, um, Guinness didn't come through with the application approval in time, and I didn't want to do it in the summer because it was too hot, so we just decided to wait. And then we couldn't get the venue until December. So it's been a long process of kind of delaying to finally get here. But uh, I started a training program specifically for this 24-hour event in, uh, was it July or August? It's been 22 weeks, so... How many months is that? Four months? Five months? Yeah, around there. So, <laughs> so the longest paddles I've done have actually been the races that I Holland, which was 25 to 30 miles a day for five days. Mm -hmm. 
And then the Chattajack 32-mile race that I just did in October. So nothing crazy, nothing mm -hmm. over... Um, uh, nothing over the like seven hour mark yeah i know it sounds for some people they're like what wouldn't you be like doing overnight paddles all the time and and uh i'm like you know i don't really know because for me by mick tibetta and it's been working and i trust him and so we'll see how it goes i feel really great and i feel well prepared and i know that i've done it before so well, personally i believe you're doing exactly the right thing and i think nick is, is spot on um because I had to figure that out myself, and I, everyone's like, oh, just paddle, 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 and I learned from a lot of the triathletes, um, they, that they, for, for years and years and years, they used to train like that, they used to, you know, swim, bike, run, swim, bike, run, swim, bike, run, they used to train like that, just constantly, back their mileage on the, on the actual event stuff, um, so they would do less, and they would do more outside stuff, and they actually got better times than they ever had had. And so I kind of took that model. I do exactly what you're doing. I don't do extremely high miles, and I, I go hours. Um, and I go, I think about 10 hours is my max paddle, and I do up rivers and down rivers kind of thing. And I think that's exactly, because if you're doing these ridiculous, you know, 12, 14, 18-hour paddles constantly, constantly, you're constantly breaking down your body in a bad way, and you're going to have a lot doing the cross CrossFit training and, and all this other stuff. You're not putting huge wear and tear on your body and you can recover quicker. So when you're coming into it, your body's still in a really good state that you can go all out. So so your trainer has steered you right. I think you're going to you're, you're in the right spot. Um, so that's good. It's a good thing. So yeah. I'm sorry? Pretty, yeah. It is pretty funny you just said something that reminded me of uh and I've gone to the point where I feel like paddling 4 or 5 hours, uh you know, I wake up the next day and and I'm I'm not even really sore. Yeah. But I'll do like a like it's so much harder on the body, but it's just a matter of like what what a, where I spend the majority of my training and and yeah. Yeah, and I think mixing <laughs> mixing the intensities is a real good thing too. It seems like you got to dial it all in. Uh, you're, I you're... have good help. I have a lot of people that are supporting me, like my nutritionist and my coach and my trainer and my chiropractor, and then yeah, uh, yeah it's all from all ends. It's great. Yeah. So, and I know there are always a ton of people that, and that's, that's what's frustrating. Two dozen people behind me that did it. It's, it's yeah. a team. And so yeah. I know you have a ton of people, but uh, if you would um, mention if your sponsors or specific people that are actually out there, the, the important key players, um, you know, whoever, whoever is, is kind of standing out in your mind, who are those people that help you out? Yeah, so, well, I guess I was kind of just naming them without naming them, but uh, Jean at Remedies Nutrition down here is my nutritionist who's been working with me since February, and I've seen just incredible results from my program is McDebetta, and I, I have my chiropractor, Seaside Chiropractic, Dr. Malia. I have... Um, the yoga studio down here is now sponsoring me, Key Largo Yoga. CrossFit Key Largo sponsors me. That's oh, the changes in my body since I started doing CrossFit. We don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then, I mean, I also have the people that have been with me since the beginning. 
Bonero. I also have a Sweetwater Wear sending me some awesome compression gear. Um, they've been with me for a while. And uh, it's going to be a long list because yeah. people are just been so great in terms of offering support. Yeah, and that's generally the paddle community. What I've learned over the years is they're always going to support people and help you. And there's always people open at hand. The, the, the hardest part is reaching out. And and there's one more person, and I Mark uh, Weinzerl. We call him Cowboy Mark. He's been like the biggest backer and supporter behind the planning mm -hmm. and implementing of this event. He's like been a one man show, cheerleader, supporter, and, and, and huge sponsor, uh, actually. So big thanks to him. And then, uh, like I said, it kind of all goes back to Scott Bass that paddled the Florida Keys as well. Yeah. So. Good guy. And I know there's a lot more behind that, too. Uh, and you're going to be like, oh, why didn't I say that? Um, but they. <laughs> well, excellent. It's been, uh, it's been awesome. Um, really quick, couple quick fire questions. Favorite food dish? What would you? What's your go-to favorite food vegan dish? <laughs> throwing you on the spot. <laughs> You're throwing me on the spot. Yep. Um, and it uh, can be it, it can be comfort. It can be I want to kick some ass today, so I'm eating this. It can be anything. You know what I eat probably more than anything else, and it's mo maybe because it's fast, but I just love it. Is um Ezekiel avocado sprouts and sea salt my mouth, my mouth is watering <laughs> <laughs> that's tasty stuff very nice what about music favorite music uh just anything that's upbeat that keeps me going like edm like electronic dance music or are you talking like pop more like stuff? pop hip-hop i also like edm um not so much into the gangster stuff but yeah one more. This yeah. might be this might be a tough one. You might have name one. Who would be your hero in life? Doesn't have to be famous. It can be personal or it can be anyone. <laughs> you can say Seychelles. You can no, say Seychelles. It, I would say my dad. Dad is. Yeah, I know that's a you know maybe because I'm daddy's little girl. Uh -huh. I was a tomboy growing up. I was always daddy's little boy actually, but uh. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, dads are very cool. Well, I think we got it. I think we uh, we got a little bit of everything of what's going on. It's 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Wow. Why why are you deciding to go for an uh, evening start time? So that I get the nighttime hours over sooner. Will you sleep in late that morning? Like, how does that work for you? I'll sleep in as late as I can. Um... Like, I guess, will you shift it, like, the night before, uh, stay up later, and then sleep later? Is that kind of a thought or no? I hadn't really thought that far mm -hmm. ahead. The only reason why I ask is, you, again, you can be up the least amount of time. So, like, I want to start as early as possible so I can finish early as possible. Um, yeah. You know, but there's always strategy behind it. it what works, just like we said for diets, what works for you doesn't work for other people. Um, so, you know, sleep is... Some people can run without sleep, but interesting. 2 p.m. start, December 5th. So if people want to get more information about you, um, where would they go to? They can go 
to my website is SeychelleSup.com. They could find me on Facebook. Um, it's on those websites to the 24-hour event. And, um, oh, my gosh, I forgot to mention also a link to my fundraising page because this 24-hour paddle is a benefit for a Special Olympics South Florida SUP team. So it's actually benefiting our Special Olympics athletes down here uh, because stand-up paddle is a sport in the Special Olympics, believe it or not. So I work with some of the athletes down here, and they're just so awesome. And I wanted to raise money through my efforts for a good cause. So I'm really excited to be helping out with the Special Olympics on this one. I'm glad you caught it. I was at the end, and I was like, I didn't ask the why. I didn't ask the why, <laughs> why you're doing this, who this is for. Um, and so I would have, have to have a part two, which we're going to have a part two after you're done and recovered cool. and rested, and we'll get you back on. We'll talk about actually how it all played out. Um, do you have Ooh, a, I hope it's a happy ending. It, come on, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to kill it. Do you have a specific number in mind? Of miles? Yes. I want to do over. I'm putting you at 107 or 108. That's where I'm <laughs> okay. Because I want, I want to make it extremely difficult for me. And yeah. again, there's a guys and a girls record, but I, I want you to push me. And then I want to try to break what you've done so you can come back and break what I've done. And then maybe we'll do it together. Cool. Yeah, it's all about pushing it. And all in all, you know, and, and people, I, I've got caught so much crap because like, oh, this girl, is, she might beat you. I'm like, that's awesome if she does. Like, you got to understand, this is for the sport of what we're doing. We're trying to promote this in the U.S. that we know of, Robin, that's done it. Um, I think you said there was someone outside of the U.S. that had done it. Um, but it's all about promoting our sport. And so it's all all for good good reasons. So. People keep saying that to me, too. They're like, well, I'm like, it doesn't matter because there's only a women's and a men's yeah. official record anyways. So we can both do it and we can both win. And they're like, yeah, but I know you. You want to beat his. And, yeah. like, he's a guy. He's not doesn't want a girl to beat it. No, I do. That's what sounds like. And you will. I don't think, you have a, I don't think you'll have a problem. Um, and then that sounds weird to people paddle at a like a race pace like at about five miles an hour you know it's, so fast. it's not easy people are like we're chatting about 100 miles or 107 miles and it's not an easy thing um but I, that's where i've got you 107 108 so when we come back in a couple weeks we'll we'll talk about it yeah cool awesome thank you so much for having me on this yeah, is great hey. i really appreciate it hey not a problem at all i'm glad we finally got the chat uh, <laughs> other than our one uh facebook call we had there impromptu um yeah, we'll catch up again. I wish you the best, and uh, go at it. You got a couple weeks. Nutrition's already there, so. Thank you, thank you. Wish you the best. Have a great evening. You too. All right, take care. We'll see you.